Industry Pods and Evergreen Podcast Network are pleased to present the following podcast. Amazing conversation so far, and thank you all so much to all of our fantastic speakers. Now, up next, we'll welcome Definity's founder and chief scientist, Dominic Williams, here to shed some light on insights on tokenomics and the latest of the service nervous system. Hello, uh, LA Blockchain Week. Um, I'm great to be here. Um, today, I'm going to run you, uh, give you a quick introduction to the internet computer um, and follow that with a talk on its tokenomics and the forthcoming service nervous system functionality, which is going to be incredibly important to uh, DAP, DAP developers in Web3 because it's going to allow them to completely decentralize their DAPs and services and raise money from, from the community. And there's already about 50 projects ready to go when this functionality activates in January. By then, um, there could be even more. So um, we're going to quickly look at the um, internet computer blockchain and what it's all about. And um, then we're going to get on to um, some of the tokenomics and the service nervous system stuff and the decentralization auctions that many, many of you who are, who are DAP developers are probably very interested in. So um, first of all, who am I? Um, my name's Dominic Williams. If you haven't come across me before. I'm the uh, president and chief scientist of the Definity Foundation. Definity is a not-for-profit organization based in Zurich. Uh, the foundation was actually... Uh, formed in October 2016 in Zug, moved to Zurich the next year. And um, we built out this absolutely extraordinary um, t team over the years. Um, we've got uh, research centers in Zurich, where I am today, um, San Francisco, Palo Alto, a lot of remote teams. Um, we're about 200 strong. We, we employ um, many of the world's leading cryptographers, um, brilliant computer scientists and um, senior engineers. Uh, it's, you may already be aware, you know, we're by far the biggest R&D operation in, in, in blockchain, and we're working away for several years bef before the internet computer launched on the 10th of May this year. And of course, we, can, we, we continue working. Um, the uh, Internet Computer Organ Associations is a new not-for-profit organization. Um, that's been um, formed to provide support to people in the ecosystem. Um, you know, developers, uh, governments, investors, um, backing new projects, um, people running node machines, um, researchers at universities and so on. And I think in, in, if you may well have already heard about the Definity Foundation. You probably won't have heard much about the Internet Computer Association yet. You can find the Definity Foundation at definity.org and you can find the Internet Computer Association at um, internetcomputer.org. And that's also where you'll, you'll find a fantastic dashboard um, that gives you um, real-time stats on the internet computer. Um, so um, we at the Definity uh, Foundation are united um, by a mission, and, and that is to enable um, what we call blockchain singularity. So. Um, blockchain singularity is the migration of all of humanity's um, information systems and services onto blockchain. And um, this is made possible by uh, a complete rethink of blockchain, a lot of powerful new cryptography and computer science that um, provides people with a genuine world computer, i.e. Um, a blockchain that runs incredibly fast at web speed with enormous efficiency 
and which can scale its capacity for processing smart contract computations and smart contract data infinitely, and which also enables smart contracts to serve interactive web directly to users. And we believe smart contracts provide a, a, just a much, much superior uh, platform for building everything than traditional IT. You know, smart contracts run on a public network, they're tamper-proof, don't need firewalls, they're unstoppable, and they're kind of software and systems at the same time, right? So you can, you know, you can compose new systems from existing smart contracts in much the same way you build soft, uh, you know, software from components. And one smart contract can be um, a system unit in multiple um, larger systems at once. And of course, smart contracts can be autonomous, so you can use tokenization. And for all of these reasons, we believe that in the end, you know, all of humanity's systems and services, or at least the vast majority over time, will be rebuilt on public blockchains like the internet computer. And in the process, of course, completely reimagined because blockchain brings new capabilities. Um, yeah, and that's why, you know, today's DeFi ecosystem on Ethereum looks very di different to traditional finance because it's built with smart contracts. Um, the internet computer, uh, it, you know, has been scaling out. Um, it's already got vast computational power. Um, I think it's already processed almost 300 million blocks in, in the short time it's been running, which gives you an idea uh, of, of um, the step change it provides from traditional blockchain. Um, I think it's at about 25 blocks a second at the moment, but we accept, expect that to get into the you know um, hundreds of blocks a second and the thousands of blocks a second and so on. It's infinite, infinitely scalable. Um, I think at the moment, uh, you know, it's 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 got about twelve and a half thousand. Just look at these stats: twelve and a half thousand um, things called canister smart contracts, which which are either either some oftentimes just complete DApps, right, standalone DApps. Sometimes just smart contract units. Um, and you know, there's uh, gosh, you know, three hundred almost three hundred and fifty terabytes of on-chain um, system memory. Okay, so. Um, very quickly, um, today blockchain is is just way way too complicated for um, the users of Web three DApps. So you know when you interact today with a DApp, um, or at least what's called a DApp, if it's not running on the internet computer, there's a hundred percent certainty that you're really interacting with a website on you know either on a server or more likely a corporate cloud service like Amazon Web Services. And, you know, that um, uh, website really, you know, um, uh, is a trusted intermediary. You know, you have to trust that it's patching you through to smart contracts on the back end. Um, and it's vulnerable to being switched off by Amazon if they decide they don't like blockchain applications in the same way they decided they didn't like Parler right, last year. Um, and that, you know, all of the significant data storage and processing takes place um, on Amazon Web Services. So you know, even if you buy an NFT, you know, an, an Ethereum NFT, um, you're interacting with the website on the corporate cloud. Um, and on the back end, you know, that's just going to take a fingerprint of, of whatever content you bought and store it on Ethereum. The actual bytes of the NFT live on the corporate corporate cloud. Um, e even your access to this thing is is uh, mediated by the corporate cloud. If you're using, if you're interacting with a, with an Ethereum DApp or you know a DApp on an Ethereum killer family blockchain, um, you're downloading like a, a wallet into your browser that you know enables you to 
you know, send transactions through the website to the blockchain. That wallet, um, you know, comes from the Chrome Web Store. You're trusting that, you know, nobody naughty at Chrome has changed the code to, code to steal the tokens. And again, it's another censorship pressure point uh, in 2018. Um, Google actually um, banned the MetaMask wallet, you know, Ethereum's MetaMask wallet for, for a while. So there are a lot of problems with, with the way um, it, it's all architected today. And, um, you know, on the one hand, um, users can never really be sure they're interacting with smart contracts because they're interacting with a website in the corporate cloud. It's a security vulnerability. Um, on the other hand, um, there's always the risk that corporate cloud or sensor um, dApps um, or, or that the people creating these dApps self-censor. So, you know, Uniswap recently just delisted half its tokens. And the, the, the smart contracts involved in Uniswap, the Uniswap exchange on, on Ethereum, are pretty decentralized. They're controlled by governance tokens. But the developers of Uniswap operated a you know, cloud service, centralized uh, cloud website, people to interact with it. And so they became transitively liable, right, for the smart contracts. And... Um, it got a bit scary for them, so they actually just delisted half the tokens. Um, users obviously get a bit of a, you know, uh, apart from the fact they have to trust that the cloud website's patching them through to real smart contracts and it hasn't been hacked. Users also, um, you know, it's a bit of a clunky experience. You have to download this uh, with Ethereum, for example, MetaMask um, wallet um, and sort of manually configure uh, transactions. You have to basically have ether in your wallet before you can even interact with these dApps. Okay, so um, what's the internet computer without further ado? The internet computer is 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 a, a super advanced new blockchain, rethinks blockchain architecture from the ground up. Um, it, it's designed to provide the world with a world computer. Um, it's actually created by a protocol called ICP, Internet Computer Protocol, and, and that's um, from where the ICP token um, and, you know, gets its name. And the internet computer um, makes it possible for smart contract uh, software to be used to build anything, you know, Web3 dApps, SocialFi, GameFi, um, DeFi, NFTs, even traditional websites and, and enterprise systems, and all without any cloud. And that that's the really important point. Okay, so um, something else that's really interesting about the internet computer is that it runs from a completely sovereign physical network. So um, this is interesting because actually it, to today, you know, uh, most of these proof of stake networks you hear about are running from the cloud. So if you go to, you know, the technical documentation of, you know, Polkadot, Cardano, Avalanche, Solana, um, Flow Blockchain, any of these guys, right? Even these pr proof of stake blockchains, they'll inst instruct you how to create a node on Amazon Web Services. <laughs> now, it makes it very easy for people to spin up nodes in the blockchain network. The trouble is they're all, you know, a lot of them are running on, on the cloud. And, um, you know, if Amazon Web Services decided that they didn't want to support blockchain anymore, not only could they obviously switch off all these dApps, they could also um, say, so you know, we'll just switch off these entire blockchains. Um, if they were really malicious, I think this is unlikely, if they were really malicious, they could even steal all the validator keys, right, from these proof of stake nodes and just take the blockchain over. I think that's unlikely. They just switch it off. So, so we, you know, Definity, you know, blockchain maximalists, we think this is the wrong way forward. And so the internet computer was designed to run on a sovereign network. 
And um, it runs on a network of what we call node machines. Node machines have a sort of standardized um, hardware spec. And they're run by independent owner operators. Um, and, and, and if these node machines um, you know, don't have the right spec, there's a danger that they sort of fall out of, of, of sync, essentially, statistically, with, with other nodes, and, and they get slashed. Um, so the architecture goes like this. And you've got you know, uh, dApps and smart contracts that are hosted on the internet computer blockchain. And in so 10 years from now, we think there'll be billions of those. Um, inside the internet computer blockchain network, there are actually things called subnet blockchains. And each additional subnet blockchain increases the capacity of the overall, um, you know, the, the, the internet computer blockchain that they create. And um, it, it, it scales completely seamlessly. So, um, you know, the subnets are actually completely transparent to the dApps and smart contracts running on the internet computer. And that's because the subnet blockchains um, work together as a single blockchain using some very, very clever cryptography. You might have heard about it. It's called chain key cryptography. Um, and it was, you know, developed here at the Divinity Foundation. Um, so, you know, these subnet blockchains are comprised from nodes uh, run by independent owner operators. Nodes are combined with a view to maximizing decentralization. So, you know, it looks at this hierarchy of node operator, data center, geography, jurisdiction. Um, and, um, you know, we think in, in 10 years, there'll be millions of these node machines and um, thousands of data centers being, you know, will be used to, to, ho to host them. So um, the internet computer blockchain hosts an advanced evolution of smart contracts, and they're called uh, canister smart contracts. And the advantage of these things is they, they're fast and they scale. Um, they're called canisters because actually they um, implement something called a software actor model, which enables them to run um, in parallel. Which, which you, you might intuitively see is, 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 is essential really to true scaling. Um, and each canister comprises a bundle of WebAssembly bytecode. WebAssembly is a new virtual machine standard. Uh, the, the inventor of WebAssembly actually works at the Definity Foundation. It's a bundle of WebAssembly bytecode and persistent memory pages. Um, and, and, and the bytecode in a canister can only access, it, it, it has exclusive access to these, these persistent memory pages. Um, so what's really, really cool about the internet computer is, and, and, and this, I think, sort of uh, gives a clue to its uh, disruptive potential, is that um, developers build new Web3 um, dApps just by uploading, you know, canister smart contracts to the internet computer. And, um, you know, these canister smart contracts can serve interactive web content directly to end users. And this means that no um, corporate cloud services are needed. So you get rid of all those choke points and problems with censorship, um, whether it's other people censoring you or you having to self-censor because um, you're worried about the you know, regulatory aspects of your tokenization. So um, there are a number of kind of differences. Um, one of them is that you know, uh, we just met, talked about canisters um, serve web directly to users. So smart contracts are basically now you know, basically servicing HTTP requests. Uh, which gives you an idea of how far blockchain is coming along technologically. Um, another one is they pay for their own computation. So this is called the reverse gas model. So one of the problems with I mentioned with traditional you know Web three, which involves the corporate cloud and MetaMask and everything, is you know people want to grow their DApps into millions of users, but 
in order for somebody to use one of these dApps, they, they have to you know, pre-install MetaMask in their browser and then somehow purchase cryptocurrency, you know, for example, buy Ether and, and put it in the MetaMask wallet before they can actually do anything meaningful and, and interact with the blockchain at all. So um, that's obviously a, in, in, you know, a, a huge problem with respect to um, you know, upfront friction. It creates a big barrier to entry for users. So on the internet computer, um, uh, the smart contracts actually pay for their own computation in the mode, you know, like a bit like a Tesla car's charged up with electricity and consumes the electricity when it drives around. Smart contracts on the internet computer are charged up with these things called cycles and they burn through them when they perform computation. And, um, you know, they're very efficient, which is one of the reasons that this is possible. And this means that users can interact with dApps and services created using canister smart contracts on the internet computer with, with, with um, out having um, tokens. So, um, you know, the internet computer, as you might have guessed, has pretty incredible speed. Um, it, it can, it can, it finalizes an update transaction, which changes smart contract state in, in, in about two seconds. It's very consistent. Um, and, and that to give you an idea is, you know, uh, eight times faster than Solana, which is a very centralized, right, you know, thing that it's widely lauded as being fast. Internet computers using, you know, very sophisticated real distributed cryptography and it's doing it um, in two seconds. And if a transaction does not mutate state, it can, it can be processed in, in milliseconds. And um, actually when uh, the, um, uh, you know, when um, smart contracts are serving, for example, um, uh, you know, web content, that's actually taking, that's happening through uh, these query transactions, which are certifying the state, which which the browser transparently is cryptographically verifying. It's very interesting. Um, and that's happening, obviously, milliseconds. That's a prerequisite for having a, a blockchain that, you know, enables smart contracts to serve web. So that's not all it does. Um, the the on-chain cost of computation um, is now approaching that of traditional IT. And, and the reason for this is obviously it, it's very efficient, um, but also that, you know, it can scale its capacity with um, demand. So, you know, if the demand for, uh, you know, on-chain smart contract computation and, and, and data increases, the network grows. And this means the cost of um, smart contract computation and data stays stays constant. Um, that, and that compares, you know, uh, uh, with a traditional blockchain where there's a fixed capacity and uses, a, there's effectively a kind of market, an auction, which allows um, different people wanting to, to access it, to, to, to pay more to get it, and that just bids the price up. So to give you an idea, a gigabyte of smart contract data on the internet computer will cost you about $5 a year um, paid for in these cycles, right, which is the equivalent of gas on Ethereum. Um, and, you know, sometimes you, you can you can specify some parameters with respect to how your smart contracts run. Um, in, in some cases, it will be higher, and but, but also um, there should be upgrades to the network available next year that bring it right down. Um, by contrast, I mean, the I look today, actually, and the cost of one gigabyte of smart contract data on Ethereum has gone past $500 million. And it's mind-blowing. And if you were wondering why dApps on traditional blockchains are really, you know, websites running 
on 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 the corporate cloud that just make a few calls to the smart to to, to, to a blockchain on the back end. This is why, um, you know, if if you want to, for example, you know, uh, you know, mint an NFT on Ethereum, there's just no way you can store the bytes of the NFT on Ethereum. I mean, gosh, if the NFT was was a video clip, say. Right, like, I don't know. Say UEFA, um, you know, made an NFT out of some amazing um, clip of Lionel Messi scoring a goal, and it was a gigabyte of video data. Right, storing that NFT, that video NFT, on, on Ethereum would cost you five hundred million dollars, which is clearly um, probably very much, even in these crazy times, very much more than the NFTs were. <laughs> um, so that's why, you know, when you you create an NFT, you know, it's just the bytes are kept on the corporate cloud and just a fingerprint of those bytes is stored on say Ethereum um, or Solana or whatever it is. Um, the difference with the internet computer is that you can actually, you know, it's so much more efficient and the costs are so much lower. You can actually store the, you could store the bytes of the NFT on, on the um, internet computer blockchain itself. Um, so, um, we had a kind of interesting ride since we launched. It seems that uh, you know not not everyone's too too pleased to see this sort of very disruptive new blockchain technology appear. Um, there's not been that much press. Uh, we had a lot of sort of fud going off on on social media and things like that. It's been a bumpy ride, but um, you know it turns out that uh, you know blockchain engineers and entrepreneurs um, can read between the lines, and they've been adopting the internet computer in droves. So um, I, I haven't stayed absolutely abreast of it, but you know couple of weeks ago plus there were already more than a thousand developers um building on the internet computer i think we've given out grants to, to more than 100 and we're still just giving out grants all the time um, and a lot of these um new projects are um doing things you couldn't possibly do on, on, on any, any other blockchain like there's one i always talk about this one because i know the guys but um called open chat which is actually running um a, a chat service from the blockchain there's no cloud involved. And um, what's really interesting is that it's 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 an example of an emerging um, new sector called SocialFi, right, which blends social media functionality with DeFi functionality. And there's also going to be GameFi and many other things. And so, you know, eventually you're going to be able to send, you, you know, your chat, your, 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 your chat service account is, is going to be, um, uh, it's, 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 it's going to be like a, a crypto wallet too. So, you know, you'll be able to send Bitcoin and ICP and things like that in, in chat messages. It's going to be it's going to be really interesting. Um, so, as I just mentioned, yeah, um, uh, I just front front run front round myself. And the, in, the Internet computer is um, pioneering new trends. And, um, you know, we see uh, SocialFi, the metaverse and GameFi as being incredibly important amongst these. So. Um, you may have heard that you can now compile Unity applications down to WebAssembly and run them inside the browser. Well, um, you know, as I mentioned, internet computers, smart contracts are also WebAssembly, and it allows for, for some very interesting integrations. Um, you know, you can have internet computer smart contracts serve Unity front ends compiled to WebAssembly, and that can interact with the smart contract. And so you can, you know, provide people with amazing 3D worlds using that functionality. And um, where it gets interesting is how you can integrate with other things. So, you know, obviously a, a sort of 3D world created that way would, would um, you know, enable people to interact with 
tokens, cryptocurrencies, that kind of thing. Um, but what if those, you know, what if that, you know, game, you know, some GameFi application that, you know, integrates through some 3D game universe with with uh, crypto um, wants to add chat? Well, you know, they could they could integrate open chat, right? And um, you know that would enable people to start chatting and and sending tokens of messages and things like that. I think that that's how the metaverse is going to evolve. You know, it's going to be a, a sort of collision of a lot of different kinds of system, and um, you know, social fi blends social media with DeFi. Game fi blends you know game functionality with DeFi. Um, the metaverse I just described is when those two things come together, right? You're in a 3D world, and um, in that 3D world, you've also got social functionality with DeFi. So, um, oh, here we go. Yeah, so something else with this, you know, I, I mentioned that, you know, um, SocialFi blends social media functionality with, with um, DeFi functionality. One of the big meta changes, though, is going to be that, you know, the, the users are going to become both the owners and teams um, of, of these services. And, and so what that means is, you know, I think social media is going to grow by airdropping, um, uh, airdropping uh, governance tokens to users and creating token incentive frameworks so they help with things like moderation. Um, GameFi is going to just transform gaming you know all of a sudden there's going to be you know real play to earn and if you want to do this you've got to run in a totally decentralized way because um unless you run as a almost like an extension of the blockchain there's just no way you're going to be able to provide this kind of functionality uh, but it's going to be absolutely transformative it's through social fi through game fi and through their collision the metaverse um that blockchain is going to bring in billions of users this is this is really where the big future opportunity lies um I'm pleased to say, you know, there's a lot of, um, you know, very talented people uh, already building out the sort of metaverse functionality on the internet computer. And what's cool is that it runs 100% from the internet computer. There's no cloud and there's no Facebook. Um, so, um, you know, we're going to get to this. Um, if you truly decentralize, and we'll talk about how, you know, and you you have the community. Um, fund fund your project you know the internet computer is able to self-fund its ecosystem and um this is what a lot of those you know projects building the internet computer now are planning for and um nobody should underestimate the power of decentralized finance and it, it a lot of this stuff's activating in, in a couple of months on the internet computer um so i'm going to give you some steps here okay i, I want to give you some concrete um steps for pursuing um the sort of true blockchain maximalist path um and step one is you know realizing that corporate corporate cloud services are kryptonite for web web3 dApps and, and and services and that if you want to escape that kryptonite and gain the full power that blockchain um can give to you, um, you, you're going to build on the internet computer without any use for, for, for you know, use corporate cloud. Are you going to build on the blockchain only? Be a genuine um, Web3 app. And, you know, this is a difficult one because, you know, we, we're in a very frothy market today. And, 
you know, people have lost track of the, you know, lost track of the facts. You know, I, I, I did, I've been recently writing a survey and talking to some crypto journalists. And one of the things I like to ask is, you know, the first one I ask is, say, what percentage of dApps, um, you know, running, that aren't running on the internet computer, um, you know, are running using corporate cloud? And they give some like, you know, maybe 10%, it's 100% almost, you know, because, you know, the only blockchain that can serve um, whose smart contracts can serve interactive web content is, is the internet computer. So if you're, if you're using another blockchain, um, you know, inevitably you're, you're going to be building with, with, you know, using the corporate cloud. And this introduces so, so many problems. Um, even if the, the, the markets don't know it now. And, um, another thing people just aren't aware of is like I said, like, you know, how much do you think a gigabyte of smart contract storage costs on Ethereum? But the, the, the answers are always things like, you know, $10, $50, um, you tell them $500 million and for a gigabyte, and they just look at you like you're mad. They just don't, can't grasp that really, you know, dApps today aren't really dApps, they're blockchain applications. You know, it's not, and, and unless you're actually serving the, the, the interactive web content from the blockchain, then of course it's not really web 3.0. And the reason that's bad is that, you know, you're gonna, as I'm gonna, explain in a moment you lose the chance to use advanced tokenization so step one is is, is just build your um service using the internet computer blockchain and um, stay well clear of corporate cloud services it's kryptonite step two is um hand control of whatever you built to a service nervous system now a service nervous system is basically a super advanced um dao dao or decentralized autonomous organization. And this functionality actually activates in, in January. And you're, if, if you built a, a, you know, a social FI or game FI service or something that's better described as a metaverse service or just plain old DeFi or some other kind of blockchain uh, application on the internet computer, in January, you're gonna be able to press a button. And when you do that, the, the internet computer blockchain will, will automatically create a new service nervous system DAO for you. And it will assign control of all the smart contracts in, in your DAP or service to the DAO. It basically takes over and, and thereafter, it's it's running under the control of the community. Um, so um, step three is to, um, I mean, you don't have to do this. Now the, the service nervous system's in control um, step three is the service nervous system will run what's known as a decentralization auction. And this raises funds directly into the SNS itself, um, where it's obviously controlled by the community. So the difference between um, uh, an ICO and a decentralization auction is that with an ICO, some group of developers or a company, you know, um, creates some tokens and sells them to the public and receives the funds. With a decentralization auction, you know, you created, you know, DAP service, press this button, a new service nervous system is created and, a, and control of all the smart contracts involved is, is assigned to this new service nervous system, DAO. And it now runs um, under the control of the community with, you know, thousands of anonymous uh, participants, you know, voting on proposals um, through these things called voting neurons, right, which they can create by staking. And, uh, it, it, it then creates a ledger of a billion governance tokens and um, begins by, 
by auctioning off a whole bunch of these. So in this example here, you know, 400,000, sorry, excuse me, 400 million of these, 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 these governance tokens um, are, are auctioned off in a single clearing price auction to um, people over, over the internet. And those, the participants in that auction then control the service nervous system and the funds raised through the auction. Typically then it all that, you know, it will grant governance tokens to um, the original developers. And that could be just a team of developers, could be a team of developers and entrepreneur, could be a team of developers and entrepreneur and some investors, you know, could be any arrangement. This is a great ecosystem for venture capitalists to participate in. And, um, you know, typically when, you know, for both participants in the in the uh, decentralization auction and the, you know, uh, founding team, they receive these governance tokens ready staked in the governance system mostly, right? So the governance tokens are already playing their role. And then, you know, you typically, you know, save some share for users, right? Because as we discussed, users in the future are going to be um, both owners and you know, both the owners of Web3 services and the team that runs them, right? So in this example, you know, 400 million of the billion governance tokens are sold in the decentralization auction. The funds raised are kept inside the service nervous system DAO itself, under the, you know, then under the control of the community um, for things like, you know, uh, developer grants and so on. Um, 250 million are given to the founding team and then 350 million are reserved for users. And you can imagine with something like OpenChat that, you know, um, you know, random airdrops happen all the time. So if you're if you happen to be online, you know, some randomization engine inside OpenChat will just ping you and say, "Hey, do this capture to prove you're not a bot." And if you can successfully pass the capture, it's like, "Oh, here's three governance tokens." At some random time in a few days, does it again? You know, "Hey, do this capture to prove you're not a bot." And if you're if, you, if you're lucky enough to be online at the time, it'll it may say airdrop you ten governance tokens. And through this, you know, you can basically um, make users the owners of your um, social fire, game fire, metaverse, and any other um, DAP or service you create. Make them the owners. Um, they automatically become the team because they then they send, start advocating for, for the service and you know br bringing new 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 users in. Um, and and you can also create advanced tokenization frameworks to um, get them involved in things like moderation. So. Um, you know, this is the, the crucial bit. This is why you've got to care about decentralization. Once you are running under the control of a service nervous system, the community is in control. In fact, this decentralized brain, this DAO, the service nervous system is in control. And effectively, it has become an extension of the blockchain. It's an autonomous extension of the blockchain. And what you've done is essentially created a microeconomy within the overall blockchain's macro economy, right? Which is incredibly powerful because blockchains can do tokenization. Um, it's easy to see why, you know, Bitcoin um, is decentralized, right? And, and that's why um, it was able to succeed. Nobody could turn it off. People tried, you know, governments tried in the early days. Um, it's truly decentralized. And, you know, uh, people eventually came to accept that truly de decentralized um, systems can you know incorporate tokenization um but if you you know went and created my coin on amazon web on an amazon web services instance right um even today if you create my coin on an amazon web services instance you know various regulators and 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 police forces and so on will actually come and take you away 
You can't do it, right? It has to be decentralized. So when you totally, and this is, you know, helps you understand why that if you, you know, there's huge advantages in totally decentralizing your DAP, because now, um, you know, you can employ advanced tokenization. So, I mean, we just talked about a very simple one and uh, that is airdropping governance tokens to users so that they become the owners of the um, service and then also naturally become part of the team advocating for it and, and you know, later on and get involved in things like, you know, content moderation um, through other token incentive frameworks. You just absolutely need to decentralize to do this. And this is where um, the huge opportunity lies. And, you know, if you want to get involved in, in social fi and game fi and the metaverse on, on blockchain, um, you need to be serious about decentralization and eschew the corporate cloud at all costs. Um, just just go the the, the, the fully decentralized route. Um, and, you know, as, as people are going to see shortly, you know, you're going to be able to raise far more funds from the decentralized community when you're running in this form um, than, than you would otherwise be able to raise through sort of centralized more traditional methods, you know, like foundation grants and NBC, albeit, you know, they can also be helpful. And, you know, the Divinity Foundation, by the way, gives out lots of grants, as I mentioned. Okay, so, um, you know, I think, you know, we've covered uh, basically, you know, what the internet computer is. Um, it's kind of groundbreaking in its functionality. It's got a huge team behind it. Uh, it's the biggest, you know, backed by the biggest R&D team in, in blockchain. Um, that has really credited some astounding advances on, on the science. And, and we've covered why and how, you know, um, you should totally decentralize um, and do this in order to raise funds from the decentralized community, but also to run as an extension of the blockchain that allows you to um, incorporate advanced um, tokenization that will allow you to win, you know, because we, we've got to keep our eyes on, on bringing in the first billion users to blockchain. Um, the internet computer is also doing some other stuff. I mentioned it's powered by this thing called chain key cryptography earlier. Um, chain key cryptography is an incredible thing. It, it basically allows the blockchain to have a, a, what's called a chain key. It's a bit like a public key. And the, the blockchain as a whole can create signatures that validate against that chain key. Um, and internally, this is actually an, it, absolutely crucial to how the internet computer scales because as it creates new subnet blockchains, they can all communicate with each other without seeing each other's state. They just um, can see that they've got a chain key that's signed by a master chain key, the one true public key of the blockchain, the internet computer blockchain, and that their interactions validate against it. And that tells them the state is real and that the interactions are real. Um, now, uh, chain key cryptography is a long time in coming. If you go to uh, definity.org and go to how it works and poke around in places like the non-interactive DKG section, you'll find some of the low-level cryptography involved. Um, it, it, you know, it's it's an absolute beast, it's, it's, but it's incredibly important for blockchain. Now, um, the internet computers are running with chain key cryptography and we're extending its application. It turns out that, um, you know, the internet computer can also create um, transactions on the other blockchains like Bitcoin. So um, we're directly integrating with Bitcoin and uh, smart contracts on the internet computer are going to get their own Bitcoin addresses. And that means that smart contracts on the internet computer can send and receive Bitcoin on the Bitcoin blockchain. This is very different to wrapping, bridges, sidechains, all that kind of stuff. Smart contracts on the internet computer will actually have their own 
Bitcoin addresses, um, which is a pretty seismic thing. And, you know, that means a smart contract on the internet computer can send and receive Bitcoin. You know, if you know the address of a smart contract on the internet computer, you can just send a Bitcoin from your wallet. And likewise, a smart contract on the internet computer can send other smart contracts Bitcoin and, and send smart Bitcoin to any arbitrary Bitcoin address, such as, such as yours or my wallet. Um, so this is incredible because um, for the first time, Bitcoin's going to get its own sort of native smart contracts in a way. And it's going to provide for the creation of native Bitcoin DeFi. So much in the same way that, you know, smart contracts in Ethereum can store and move Ether. These, these Internet computer smart contracts can store and move um, Bitcoin. So that's going to be fantastic for Bitcoin, you know. Um, and we're sort of super looking forward to seeing what people build when this, this, this stuff is activated early next year. Um, in addition to that, of course, it's going to bring you know, one and a half trillion dollars of liquidity straight onto the internet computer um, blockchain. And um, I think we can all agree that that could be interesting, especially when, you know, you begin to combine Bitcoin liquidity with, um, you know, social fine game fi. I mean, you know, you could have like a metaverse where within which Bitcoin is being moved around. Um, and there are ways of, you know, when Bitcoin moves, it moves on the Bitcoin blockchain, but you can also move it within a smart contract locally. And, 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 basically move move bitcoin inside a metaverse environment in two seconds so uh this could be incredibly exciting and i think it illustrates the power of you know hardcore um cryptography and um it helps explain why we spent so many years in r d and have this such a huge team of you know very famous cryptographers oftentimes and you know computer science researchers and engineers so finally um you know people have asked about this a lot and we also plan to in integrate uh with uh, Ethereum using the same technology um, and smart contracts on the internet computer will be able to call into Ethereum smart contracts and vice versa. But that'll take a little bit longer, um, not least because, you know, the, the, the Ethereum blockchain is in flux and its protocols being updated. OK, I think I've finished in time. Um, thank you for listening. If you made it this far, uh, check out the internet computer, check out, um, you know, Canister smart contracts, new languages like Matoko. Um, get involved with building the future on blockchain. Thanks a lot. Thank you so much for listening.